Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, former presiding officer, former judge, and someone who is so well respected in the area of Suffolk County, uh, for sure, and, and well beyond that, uh, Greg Blass is our very special guest. He recently wrote an article, very courageous article, but a very uh, a really down uh, inside look at what's going on in Suffolk County over the last several years, and it is absolutely great. It was uh, it was printed, but it was uh, it was forwarded around like you wouldn't believe in RiverheadLocal.com, and uh, as as a title uh, I have here that I'm looking at documents and ex Suffolk DA's corruption trial reveal county politics at their sordid way worst, and Greg Blass once again is here with us. Your Honor, how are you? Fine, Frank. Thank you for your kind introduction, and it's good to be with you. Well, listen, thrilled to have you. What an article. And everyone was talking about it. And all the folks that, that I know that have, have been insiders were like, wow. I, I mean, nobody has said this. Certainly nobody has said this in print that I could remember in a long, long time. But uh, you, you nailed it, Your Honor. And it is. Uh, it doesn't seem like things are getting better. It seems like things are, are staying the same or getting worse. Uh, do you see light at the end of the tunnel? I really don't because I'm afraid the public has become cynical and disgusted um, uh, to the point where they they just shrug it off as typical of Suffolk County, which it is. And as a result, this encourages these bad actors to keep at their game. And um, when we when we hope for the best uh, with such developments as the conviction uh, uh, and soon to be sentencing of, of the Spoda McPartland uh, crew and the uh, ultimate downfall of the police chief, um, the infamous police chief Burke uh, and, and his minions. Um, we, we think we, we are on our way to something better, but, but then you realize, um, as that old uh, saying goes, the more things change the more they stay the same yeah yeah no question about it by the way tom spoda has said publicly and back when he was da that if he uh if he could pick a successor it would be tim sinney and he said that at an event when tim sinney was running for legislature against kevin mccaffrey in uh, in the babylon area spoda said that and he said it in front of many, right. many people and that's right he did he's uh, the uh the Elevation of Tim Sinney is the same old crowd, the same old, same old. There's no change. Uh, and we have to remember that when he was the commissioner of police, he made some decisions that are spellbinding, they're, they're mind boggling. For example, um, he actually was commissioner while James Burke was the um, police chief in, in his reign of terror over the department. And that was for 18 months. He knew exactly what Burke was up to. Some of the things that I didn't even cover in the column that happened, such as 
uh, when that those with those terrible uh, murders uh, of those poor women, that the ten, the ten that we know of that are buried uh, in in uh, um, shallow graves in Gilgo Beach. Um, Burke was police chief at the time that the FBI was investigating those murders, and Burke had the FBI back off, back them off, push them off the investigation. Sinney knew all about that. He had to have known about it and did nothing about it. Um, we, we have a, uh, a system where uh, when um, Sinney was the commissioner also, he took uh, huge amounts of uh, contributions from the police union to run for DA, and they supported him. And this is covered in the column that you mentioned that I wrote. They supported him for running for DA, um, the, the PBA did, um, after he erased and expunged a number of complaints that were in sitting in the internal affairs unit of the police department. He actually erased them and had them dropped uh, because the, the reason he gave was lack of prosecution. Well, even for that reason, if you're not going to prosecute cases of complaints, some by that are lodged, complaints are lodged by police officers against the police police department. Well, why did the commissioner allow that? He not only didn't prosecute them, he dropped them. And we're talking about 84 cases that were in the internal affairs unit of the police department of Suffolk County that Sini had dropped entirely. And then within a short time thereafter, they endorsed him for DA and gave him big bucks, tens of thousands by the time he got elected. Totally inappropriate, totally inappropriate. Let me remind folks that are just tuning in or just turning on their radios a little late. Frank McKay here with one of the most respected men uh, over uh, the the last several decades in uh, in Suffolk County, and and that's Greg Blass. He's a former uh, presiding officer of Suffolk County's legislature, and he is a retired judge. And you can't get any more respected than than what Greg Blass has been and is. Currently, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Greg Blass is our very special guest. Uh, Greg, I. I sent over to you the, the letter that everyone is talking about at this point, and it's, uh, it, it's a horrible tragedy. What happened with Thomas Valva, who was the eight-year-old boy who was, uh, uh, was, was killed, had died of uh, neglect, and there's a trial going on and everything else. And uh, it's, it's one of the most disgraceful things that, that we've seen and heard about, and it will be tried in October. Our DA, I, I have no idea what he was thinking or or what he's thinking now but he had sent out a request for funds tim sinney timothy d sinney uh, it was it, it, it was signed at the bottom and i my initial thought was that this was a it was a setup from one of his enemies it is not it is an admitted letter it is a letter asking people for for funds to give him funds on a on an open case on a case that uh, that obviously this is going to you know have a, a could have an effect on poisoning the the jury pool but to uh, to raise money invoking the name of Thomas Valva 
I, it's got to be the one one of the most distasteful things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, disgraceful. You, you know, for, you know, Frank. When I when I first heard of the existence of this letter, I I couldn't believe it, and I too suspected that this had to have been done by someone aiming to undermine Sini's effort to get reelected to the position of DA. But when you when you read this, and uh, I know you verified that the letter is real. You you sit back and think, what are what are things coming to? What kind of people are these? So, uh, th this is where uh, the 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 tragedy of the Thomas Valva case is cited in a campaign fundraising letter to get elected to get reelected to office. Um, it reeks of impropriety. It's a, I consider this to be a breach of the code of professional responsibility for attorneys in New York State. Uh, section 3.6, to be specific, where you you are barred as a prosecutor or even as a defense lawyer from making extrajudicial or public statements outside of the court process uh, about the guilt or innocence of an accused um, without specifying that it is just a charge that they're facing anyway. In, in this fundraising letter, uh, he talks about holding these defendants accountable and your funding paying for my campaign uh, will help me continue to do that. Uh, and, and it says right in some of the material that he he cites uh, from the trial that's, that's beginning, um, he says that uh, certain evidence is now going to be admissible thanks to me. And uh, and and the uh, selection of the jury is uh, is upcoming. Um, and, uh, you, and this important work I have to do when you have to help me. This is all over the edge. This is absolutely inappropriate and quite shocking and reflects the the downward spiral of of decent behavior among some of our elected officials, especially on the county level, and especially uh, when it comes to the prosecutor's office of the district attorney. This should not be happening, but it's part of a pattern. It's part of a pattern that started when he was police commissioner and playing footsie with, with the uh, uh, police department union um, uh, campaign contributions while he's commissioner and erasing those uh, complaints, 84 of them altogether, uh, mysteriously. We'll, we'll never know what those complaints were about. Um, and uh, and then uh, going on with uh, letters like this, uh, uh, behavior like this, accepting huge amounts of money. Should, should we really be having a district attorney in Suffolk County who is so tight with the police department that through their union, they subsidize his election to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars? It's it's just wrong. It, it, it does not pass the smell test. You're hearing the voice of Greg Blass. He is the former presiding officer and a retired judge. And like I said, one of the, the most respected men in, in Suffolk County and, uh, and anywhere. Uh, just absolutely uh, terrific career that he has put together. And he is uh, he's always been honest and independent and uh, has not has not walked lockstep with uh, with things that he just he just couldn't uh, take or agree with. Uh, just absolutely terrific uh, public official all of these years. Wonderful judge. And again, presiding officer Frank McKay here with Greg Blass. Let me 
go back to uh, the letter. Is there anything that he could do at this point to make up for it? I mean, if he apologized, and we're talking about Tim Sinney, the DA who sent out this a very distasteful letter on the, uh, you know, on his own letterhead, asking for money, almost suggesting that I, I you know, I'm not going to prosecute this or I can't prosecute this if you don't give me money, you know, and, and you know, kind of like that. But uh, there's so much wrong with the the letter. You can't, uh, you can't even know where to begin. Uh, but uh, Your Honor, is there any place he could start to make up for this? Can he apologize and maybe donate the money to a victim's fund? Is there something that he can do to make up for what he's done? I, I would imagine that um, the the ultimate arbiter of making that decision of, of how you correct this would probably have to be either a judge uh, who's presiding over this trial who would who'd have to know about this. And if he doesn't, the uh, the parties to the case certainly should make it known to him um, that the judge could correct this uh, or that the uh, state, um, sorry, the uh, Suffolk County Bar Association uh, should take note of it because it could be the subject of a grievance complaint by anyone really um, against Sini uh, for this letter. And uh, they would hear the grievance uh, and de determine whether a breach of the uh, professional code of ethics has been has been committed. Um, uh, on his own, it's speculative. I would imagine uh, a letter, the follow up to this one, uh, clarifying that it, it was uh, the wrong thing to do, uh, uh, that the uh, that the jury pool uh, is, as you indicated, um, potentially. Uh, prejudiced by the uh, distribution of a letter like this, and uh, and conceivably uh, he might make amends. But I think a lot of damage is done uh, by this, where where it gets out that um, as you as you have quite ac accurately indicated, this this uh, this case uh, these these defendants have to be held accountable, which is why you need to put money in my campaign fund. Um, and then, uh, and then things will go, go the way they should. It's, it's, it's really inappropriate and um, quite shocking to be truthful. Your Honor, as, as an attorney, as a jurist, is there any circumstance where a letter like this would be acceptable by a sitting DA? I, I, I can't see it at all. I, I, when I, as I said, when I first heard of this, I thought it has, it has to be more to it than this. It just can't simply be this mercenary use of a pending case against uh, defendants uh, accused of a heinous crime. And, and he says that in there. He calls it a heinous crime. Uh, and, and then linking that to uh, justice being served if you pay up. This is this is to me um, something that would not meet the moral code, individual as well as professional of any honest person. It's it's just inconceivable. The the Volva case uh, is of course a, a terrible tragedy. A, a young a young boy this age, uh, I mean eight years old, and just uh, just a terrible situation again it's going to be tried but but what a uh, just a nightmare uh, a, a a nightmare any way you look at it uh, you've spent and now correct me if i'm wrong but you spent some time in the department of social services did you not 
Yes, I was a commissioner of social services from 2008 until 2013. When you hear about a case like the Thomas Valva case, uh, what's the first thing that you thought of as a former commissioner? What kind of follow-up the Child Protective Services Unit used in making the case front and center and keeping a close eye on any clues that would come in from reports from people who had interaction with the child. That's where the department really has to focus and still should focus. And I understand they've made some improvements uh, in follow-up. It comes down to a a basic uh, operation of office procedure. And that is when you get a call, you return it. The caseloads that affected the Child Protective Services unit in Suffolk County have always been heavier than they should be, heavier than state guidelines set. And the, um, uh, the, the information that has been publicized, such as by the teachers, uh, who wanted to report that they of the suspicions of, of neglect and abuse that the child had suffered, but were barred from doing so by uh, by their uh, higher authorities in the school system, is one thing that uh, makes it all the more necessary for Child Protective Services to be on top of it and to, to run down every clue. Um, but that's always... Uh, impacted by the caseload of other children with similar situations. And um, how that is juggled is really what the case is all about and where where a department should be concerned. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, we have a few moments left with retired judge and former presiding officer and uh, former commissioner of social services for Suffolk County, Greg Blass. I, I can't imagine uh, anyone being more respected in the positions that he's held, uh, or anyone more appropriate to, to speak to about this horrendous, horrendous uh, situation. And uh, again, we've covered the the fundraising lever, letter, and we'll be talking about that, I'm sure, for, for weeks to come, and everybody will be, and, and we'll see what, uh, what Tim Sinney does uh, in terms of an apology or an explanation of what happened, or if there'll be finger-pointing within the office, who knows, but again, Frank McKay here with Judge Greg Blass. Uh, your Honor, once again, we got a couple moments left. Your your article uh, it resonated uh, as as far as you could uh, in Suffolk County. Everybody got a hold of this and just uh, just sent it around. Uh, did you get any any feed? Did you get any negative feedback? I know people were uh, were were thrilled with the letter because you're calling things as they are, and I've been getting you know rave reviews for our uh, discussion with Lisk and people walking up to me on the street. I imagine people were happy about your your column and they were thrilled that somebody's finally talking about this. Uh, is, is that an accurate uh, guess on my part? Very accurate, Frank. As a matter of fact, the only negative reaction um, was from the Balone administration itself, which insisted uh, to my publisher, uh, Denise Valetti, who's the uh, publisher of Riverhead Local, in which the column is published, 
they they insisted that it be taken off the uh, it's an inline, online wow. newspaper so it was posted and they wanted it removed uh they, it was posted on sunday in uh, i don't have the date handy of what when it was posted but it was um a sunday morning and um they wanted it removed insisted that it be removed and of course um denise uh realized that uh such directives uh from an authoritarian uh tone that they came up with to push her to do that were absolutely inappropriate par for the course for them and uh we stood behind it and we stand by it today every comment in that column is factually accurate and where there's opinion stated, it's opinion based on my background. As you've mentioned, I also was a prosecutor in Navy JAG. Um, I, and I, I realized from the outset that that this that this group that has seized power um, insidiously uh, and terrorized the police department, the, the, um, the Chief Burke's tenure was marked with uh, Ill illegally wiretapping um, people that he, he uh, had problems with. No one dared cross him. And they had an in crowd in the department that was, uh, that was disgraceful. And um, part of that, as you mentioned, has now um, moved in and helps run the prosecution of crime in the district attorney's office. And that's why I wrote this. That's why others have to start speaking out. Um, we can't be intimidated about corruption. We have to challenge it. And it's rampant on the county level. And it's not getting better. And the time has come, uh, the time is well past where every citizen has to speak out has to scrutinize what they're saying and not tolerate it. We don't have to tolerate this. And, th and there's no system of government that is better suited than ours to correct it. And we can do it if we stick with it and we speak about it publicly as we are now. The article was published May 16th, 2021. And uh, the author is Greg Blass. Uh, documents in ex-Suffolk DA's Corruption Trial Reveal County Politics at Their Sordid Worst by Greg Blass. He has been our very special guest. Your Honor, congratulations on all your success. Thank you for your service, not only in the in the military, but in uh, in the court system, in the political system. Uh, we need more Greg Blasses, and they're just, <laughs> they're just not coming around. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Frank. Thank you very much for your kind words. And get out there, everybody, and speak up. Retired Judge Greg Blass, everyone, former presiding officer of Suffolk County, the, the former commissioner of social services, a former Navy JAG. Uh, just, I, I can't say enough uh, about this man. The first time on the show, and hopefully we can get him on again real soon for a part two. But again, uh, shame. Uh, all the way around on the Bologna administration for trying to get this taken down. Finally, somebody says something, somebody says something honest, honest, and they, um, and they want it pulled down. Just, uh, you know, shame on Steve Bologna and anybody who made a phone call like that. And, and great work by uh, Denise Civiletti on, uh, on keeping it up and just absolutely terrific. Greg Blass has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.